This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishna Knows. Okay, so we are starting the Uddhav Gita. This is a new chapter which we had started yesterday. This is chapter 11. And we had finished till verse 10. Now, like I said, today we have... The continuation is going on. And this is a chapter which is about the different forms of the Lord. He has to take manifestations. He has to come to this earth. And what are the kinds of manifestations that he has taken? So we are going to talk about some manifestations of his. And they will give us an idea about how things are operated by him from the different positions. We are doing Uddhav Gita chapter 11 verse 11 onwards. The last message of Sri Krishna. Among those possessed of attributes, again I am the cosmic prana. And of all vast things, I am the cosmic intelligence. Of all the subtle things, I am the soul. And of things difficult to subdue, I am the mind. So these are four important things that we are going to talk about today. The first one, possessed of attributes. Anything which has attribute. If I look at the sun, it has an attribute. It is hot. It is orange, red or yellow in color. Whichever time you see it, the day. If you look at the leaves, they are green in color. If you have to smell the rose, it has a very strong smell. If you have to eat a lemon, you know it is sour. So like that, these are different different attributes. Everything has an attribute in the material world. Even the ones which do not have, like we say, it's a bland food. The blandness is an attribute. Do you understand? Blandness by itself is also an attribute. When we say water is tasteless. Now when I say water is tasteless. Yes, water is tasteless. But water has qualities. It is cool. So that also becomes an attribute. So here we are going to discuss objects, things, people, places, so on and so forth with attributes. Everything will be discussed with attributes. So, possessed of attributes. What is it that is possessing attributes in this world? You see, between these bodies, the three bodies that are there, the subtle body is the one without any, without much attributes. Yes, of course, it has a mind, a terrible attribute, I can say. But the invisible one to the visible one. Visible one is the physical body. So it has in between a layer which is called the prana. It has got the attribute from here to there, from Invisible to the visible. So, I am the cosmic prana. What is this he is saying? Cosmic prana means what? 
the one which keeps the whole life going everywhere. So these planetary systems, the different stars, the galaxies that are there, they are all moving around. And there is always a pulsation. You have heard that pulsation? They are pulsating. So anything that is pulsating, anything that moves around with life in it is connected to the prana and I am, Krishna says, I am the universal prana. Of all the vast things, I am the cosmic intelligence. Cosmic intelligence. Human beings' intelligence is limited. This much only. Because we have a body which is a limiting factor for human beings. Isn't it? Our body has so many limitations. Likewise, the intellect of a human being also has limitations. The memory has limitations. You can only live up to a certain time in this world. There are limitations. So, what is it that has more? And that is what he says. It is called the cosmic intelligence. The intelligence which is running this entire world, universe, all the galaxies and whatever that is there outside. How does it run? Think about it. You see the earth is going around the sun. Right? It has certain energies. The sun is over there. It is going at a very fast pace itself in the entire so, you know, system. Then in the Milky Way is moving somewhere. Imagine all these things are moving. Everything is happening. And everything has got a certain intelligence and a certain ideation. This is how it has to do. The earth is moving around its axis also. Suppose it stops somewhere in the middle and starts going the other way around. You know how big a problem it is? Suppose the moon says, I don't want to be in the orbit of this earth. I just want to run away somewhere. This intellect, which is running this entire universe, plus the earth over here, the plants, animals, birds, everything is going in that way it is supposed to. This is the cosmic intelligence which is running the system. He says, I am that. Think that I am the one who is running this entire thing in a specific manner. The way it has to go about. Then he says, of all the subtle things, I am the soul. Now when he says the soul, it is called the Jivatma. It's extremely difficult to understand this subtlety. How do you understand the soul? Nobody has seen it. Nobody knows what it is. Do you know how tough it is to even understand what a spirit soul is? People keep on mistaking soul inside every body. You have a body 
and you think you have some soul in it. It's a mistaken belief. There is only one soul and that is called the Paramatma. Soul translates into Sanskrit as Atma and the super soul as the Paramatma means the God himself. Now how can God make a small small bits of it and be inside everyone's body? Just think. So the creation of this concept called spirit soul. It is neither spirit nor soul. It is a spirit. It is not a soul. You can consider it that way. Still, it's a very difficult concept to understand and grasp. It's very subtle in its nature. Cannot be understood. That is the reason why people keep on saying, Oh, it's a soul over there. Some people say it's a spirit. Some people say something else. Spirit soul. Some people will call it by some other name. And it really doesn't matter. Has anybody seen it? Anybody heard it? Heard about it? No. Have, nobody has any clue about it. There are no possible ways of understanding a soul. How does it look like? People say, oh, I saw the soul leaving his body. You saw the soul leaving his body? If you see a soul leaving the body, then it is not subtle in any which way. Then we are talking about a ghost. Okay, so it is not a soul leaving anybody's body. So this is the reason why we, we cannot even say what a spirit soul looks like. And he says, Krishna says, I am that subtle thing. I am the soul. And then he says, of the things difficult to subdue, I am the mind. Hmm. You see, you try to subdue the mind, it is not possible. You try as much as you want to not to think. I am mm, going to sit in one place and not think about anything. You can say these words. You can try your level best. People have this habit of, you know, taking intoxicants and so on and so forth. And then saying, you know, I don't want to think of anything. I want to be completely lost. Don't worry, you will still, still be out of it very soon. And then the great mind will come and overtake the whole scene. How do you get out of it? Person says, I drink because I want to forget. Okay? No, if you want to forget, you have to delete your memory. Huh? <laughs> go, go and delete all your memory. But you can't forget. Because mind will never allow you to forget. You should know this. You know, as a kid, suppose you have seen something or some teacher of yours has punished you. Just think about it. You know, till the end of your life, you are going to remember about it. If some school friend of yours, when you were some 6 or 8 years old, has beaten you, or has done something to you, you are still going to remember it till the end of your life. And the mind will never allow you to forget. The mind will tell, see, I am telling you, this fellow did like this. 
when you meet a very old friend of yours you suddenly start remembering all those things that you have done together the good and the bad stuff how does it happen your mind when you see something out of the place immediately your mind starts thinking oh somebody has gone through my papers or something like that hmm? your mind is a very very tricky one it can show you images where you cannot even think there is anything just imagine a few days ago i was sitting in my room and my curtain was open and there was a soft knocking on the window in the night tap 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 the person sitting with me got scared oh my god what is this and i also started looking at the window say oh you see the mind created an imagery over there actually it was a small bee trying to knock on the glass wanting to come inside because the light was on you understand all these small small creatures when they see a light on somewhere they want to come inside and of course they are going to do the knocking there is no ghost out there <laughs> but the mind creates these images where there are no images it will create something so krishna says i am that mind remember this because it is so subtle it is so you know whimsical also and you cannot even catch it when it people have given me these ideas you know i can be completely still silent think there are these vipassana meditation techniques you know vipassana meditation is like 21 days you go and stay somewhere and you don't talk about anything and you are just sitting in meditation you have specific timings for your lunch breakfast dinner and all that and you have only a certain time where you can speak with someone there are monks who sit in mo- monasteries for days years not talking anything if they are so great that they they are not speaking they could have become buddha very soon isn't it they don't it is not about shutting your mouth it's about shutting your mind you carry your baggage even if you go to a monastery you carry your baggage when you go even to the himalayas think about it i remember one yogi okay this man he said i am going to the himalayas and i am going to sit over there and i am going to meditate it took him over 10 days to get the proper seat because he kept on thinking this is a good place this is a good place this is a good place and then he sat over there mm, mm, mm. you know the seat is not proper and then he has to think of water he has to think of things to eat who is going to get me things to eat who is going to get me water you know i will require i have to go and do my ablutions on a daily basis what am i going to do so these are the thoughts 
A person who goes without anything in the pocket is thinking about food. I was seeing a video being shot in New York and because everything is closed, there are so many people. The lady over there who was distributing free food said there is a 270% jump in the number of people who are now coming for this food distribution. She says, I have never seen these people. Yeah, I'm giving it to homeless people, maybe 100 of them. But today they are 270. I'm just giving you a figure to give you an idea what exactly has happened. Where do these people come from? Hunger. You understand? Hunger will drive you. Your mind will keep on telling you, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. Go eat something, go eat something, go eat something. And you know your mind is uh, like a big atom bomb when you are going to do fasting. Especially when you do fasting and you tell your mind, see, don't think about the food. The moment you say something to the mind, don't think about the food, it's going to start thinking about food only. You tell someone, you tell a child, don't do this and the child is anyway going to do that. You know that, isn't it? This is a very, very common thing. You think it is uh, specific to you or someone? No. That gene is there in everybody. You remember the first story? The first story? Huh? When God created man and he created a woman and what happened? He told the woman, this whole garden of Eden is yours. Except this tree. Don't eat the fruit from this tree. You see, the moment you say, don't eat something, the person wants to eat because your mind is going to overtake you. He's going to tell you, I want to see that. I want to see that. What? That is exactly how it is. If you really want somebody's attention, create mystery. Okay? Don't come over here. Don't see. Don't talk about this. Okay? And suddenly in the middle of the sentence, you can stop. Hmm. It creates a mystery. The mind says, he was saying something. I have to think, what is he saying? I want to know. I want to know. That is your mind. <laughs> Nobody can control the mind. I can tell you, can guarantee you this much. There's a beautiful story in the Ramayana where Sri Ram tells his Gurudev, Vashishta Muni, I have been able to control my mind. And Vashishta Dev looks at him and says, Is that so? You see, if someone comes and tells me that he has drunk the entire ocean, I will believe them. If someone says that I have carried all those mountains, I will still believe them. But if someone comes and tells me that they have a control over their mind, mm -hmm. I am not going to believe it. Sri Ram is God himself. Please remember this. God has taken birth. You see, God himself, even if he is born, cannot control his mind. Remember, he has come with a mind also. It's called the universal mind and in that body there is a mind. Another story. After the avatar, of a pig. He found 
that the life of a pig is so beautiful you just roll in the dirt in the muck around nobody is going to say to you get up from there you know how it is no if you are rolling in the muck you feel so nice about it there are drunks who are lying completely dead drunk they are lying in some gutters also they don't they feel that they are in some heaven somewhere so imagine this pig is lying over there and this pig has already had a family and there are so many small small pig lies doing oink, 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 oink. like that imagine that and the whole gods over there are saying why is vishnu not coming back so they have to tell shiva please go and see what is happening and shiva comes down to earth to look at vishnu and says what are you doing he says you know the life of a pig is the most beautiful one i have nothing to do i just have to create babies after babies after babies you see when somebody has a lot of babies i can only think of this avatar too many babies okay and yes you can just lie around and do nothing and eat all the shit around you and vishnu who is in that avatar of that pig is so happy contented fulfilled kind of a thing and then shiva says come on don't be silly you have a lot of work to do come on let's go and he says no 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 i don't want to go so he has to take his fear and kill him as a come on let's go <laughs> so as a pig vishnu also got entangled in this world because of the mind the mind is a very dangerous one i can tell you this much it can make you show anything in this world even things which don't exist they will come and take birth in front of you the last story of krishna where the hunter you see he is looking for a prey and what does he do he sees something fluttering a yellow something fluttering he thinks it's a deer and he takes his aim and he shoots the arrow it goes and hits the toe of sri krishna and then krishna dies after the after some time that is what the mind created thinking that it's a deer take the case of sita she saw a golden deer she wanted it so she told her husband go get it for me well illusions you see mind has a tremendous capacity of creating fantastic illusions and krishna says these words of all things difficult to subdue i am the mind the mind is the most difficult thing to subdue we'll move to the next verse with regards to the vedas i am brahma among mantras i am the om consisting of a u and a m that is a u and m of letters i am a and of meters i am the three footed gayatri so what is he talking about again the highest of it all with regards to the vedas i am the brahma who is brahma you know who is brahma he is the one who was the 
first born like he is the person who was born out of the nabi uh, the navel hmm? of mahavishnu the stock came out and he was born and he was sitting on the lotus over there on top he is the creator now rest everything is subtle he is the one who was born he is the creator the first one what is so special about the creator you see the first born only will write everything isn't it the vedas and the shastras he is born as per the framework those who are in the field of you know manufacturing or it and all you know we have something which is called the poc proof of concept we create one what do you call that uh, a special stuff you know oh this is how it's going to get represented the first one and from there everything else is made he is like that brahma he says i am brahma think like that i am the one who is the creation creations creator the first one the first concept which came out got it so if i have to create a new car i need one which will actually describe what that going to be so think like that then he says among the mantras i am om om is the primordial mantra you know that it started with the vibrations i have done too much on om earlier so <laughs> let me tell you this much it is a u and ma it's a combination of three a u and ma it's written this way with the chandra bindu on top everything comes from there only if you take one stone and throw it in a still water tuk, and when what happens it comes out in the form of a wave is it a wave what exactly it is it's a throb is it a throb don't know again so the first sound the first one which got created we are not talking about a body like brahma we are talking about the sound the first thing that happened it's in the form of a vibration now we have to call it vibration because there is no other word for it all right the understand this that we have to take words from the material world for understanding purposes many a times it is difficult to understand so how do you make someone understand See, for me to understand a fruit called lungan was very difficult till I actually saw the fruit, lungan. It's not possible. See, I have to first see something else to know that. Or she is very beautiful. Nobody can say that, okay? Because there has to be some yardstick somewhere. So when first one is starting, which is called a u and ma. what is the yardstick there is no way of knowing so the first primordial sound everything is first brahma is first om is first like that and then he says of the letters i am a of course you are going to be a only 
The A is the first letter, isn't it? So I want to be number one. <laughs> so for the numbers one to ten, who will he be? I am the number one, isn't it? From A to Z, A to Z, Z for all the Britishers and Indians, and Z for all Americans. Okay, I'm going to be the A. Of course, you will be the A. There are no doubts about it. And the meters, you know, meters of a poetry. There, poetry is there. Hmm? It's some rhythm, you know. You play in a rhythm. Okay, you say it in a particular manner. What is the best meter? The Gayatri. Okay. And everybody wants to, you know, say the Gayatri. Why? I can't call it by sexy or something like that. It is not good to say that. But it's one of the most beautiful verses of all. All right. So I am that. And let us move to the next one. Okay. Of all the gods, that is verse thirteen. We are doing from chapter eleven of the Uddhav Gita. Okay. Now you may get lost in the earlier one, Gayatri and all those people. So. So let us come back over here, back, back to the verses we are doing. So we are doing the Uddhav Gita chapter eleven, verse thirteen. Of all gods, I am the Indra, and of the Vasus, I am Agni. Of Adityas, I am Vishnu, and of Rudras, Nilal Ohita. Oh, Nilal Ohita. Different, difficult. Okay. <laughs> of all the gods, I am Indra. You know what Indra is famous for, isn't it? This Indra is called the king of gods. Who doesn't want to become the king? Of course, of all the kings in the world, because see, kings can have a thousand wives also. All right, they can have a big kingdom. They can have a lot of money. You see, in this world today, there are certain number of kings. They have the aeroplanes with a toilet made of gold. If you have a toilet made of gold, you will not even sit on it. Please understand this. <laughs> you may put it round your neck for all you know. <laughs> but if you are the king, there are kings in this in this world who have toilets also made of gold. Imagine that. And here, Indra Dev. Okay, the highest of the gods is called the king of gods. You know what kind of a person he must be. If you consider him, he is the boss, the boss of everything. As a king of everything, he has got control over all the things that are going on, and he can tell, "Oh, Mister So and So, come here. I am giving you a job." Okay, yes, sir. What is it? Go get this for me. It's like that. A king can order anybody. So Krishna is saying to Dava, he says, "You see, if you think I am the one who is the highest, no, the king is the highest in any land, isn't it? So if king is the highest in any land, so you think among the gods who is the king? Indra. So think like that. I am the Indra. Actually, here in this case, I have to tell you something." When Krishna says these words, he is just trying to tell you something very unique. He is not saying he is Indra. You know the emphasis is on the word is is. No, he is like, like. 
Indra may be a very crooked character. You have to understand. You see, if he looks at some beautiful woman, he thinks, oh, I have, to, I have the first chance, you know. Come on, what is he talking about? He does all kinds of nonsensical stuff, you know. That is the why. That is the reason why he keeps on getting into trouble. And this is a very common phenomenon in this world. There are kings in in currently, okay. They they do not allow any beautiful looking woman to be just somebody's wife or somebody's daughter. Okay, you come with me. Okay, you come with me. You can't even object to it. You can't even object. Why? Because he is the only ruler over there. But Krishna doesn't want to be like that. He is never like that. He is not a person who is going to, you know, keep on doing this kind of nonsensical stuff. What he says is all the good qualities of this gods. Think like that. What are the good qualities? A king is a ruler. He is supposed to keep his kingdom intact. He is supposed to stave off any attack on the kingdom. He is always going to be bothered about defenses and economy and everything, isn't it? He wants to keep his kingdom rich. Look at Ravana. What did he do? He made it Soniki Lanka. That means it's a land of gold. Lanka. So like that. So think exactly like this. And of the Vasus, I am Agni. Who are these Vasus? One of the Vasus, I can tell you, very great person, whom we are watching nowadays on the television, I think it's going on. Somewhere it is going on. <laughs> there is Ramayana and there is a Mahabharata going on. This coronavirus has brought back all these things. Okay, so, who is the Vasu that we are seeing nowadays? His name is Bhishma Pitama. You see, Vasus were born. By the way, who are Vasus? Vasus are literally like the Kama, you know, people who are helping Indra. Helpers. I can't call them helpers also. They are his commandants or something like that. Let us call them like that. They are the people who take the command from Indra and say, okay, do this. And later on of Vishnu. Vishnu will say, okay, come on, you do this. And they will say, yes, boss. And they will go do. Can I call them henchmen? <laughs> no, that also I can't call them. Because it will not sound nice, isn't it? <clears throat> so it so happened that these Vasus, they were forced to take birth because of a curse. And they were born to Ganga. And Ganga was married to Shantanu, King Shantanu. And because she was married to King Shantanu, she said to Shantanu, I am not going to have any relations with you. Please understand. Nothing doing. You go stay over there. And, and the curse was such that she had told these Vasus, you know what? That when you are born, no, I will give you Mukti. So then what happened after that? So she started giving Mukti. What happened?
sorry so <laughs> she started giving mukti one by one child are born you know so there are eight of them so she will go and she will dunk them in the river dunk number 1 dunk number 2 dunk number 3 and eight of them got killed how can any father i mean shantanu was not having relations with ganga but still you can understand anybody who is seeing another person dunking this kind of bodies in the river what are you doing so at the last one he says why are you doing like this so she says okay you want this kid take it and that is the way in which bishma was bishma survived he is among the one of those vasus and he survived and one of the most beautiful characters of mahabharata i think his story is equally interesting like karna's story isn't it a very beautiful story i this is not the time for mahabharata you can go and see it on doordarshan if you want to <laughs> over here we are just discussing who is krishna all right we are not discussing bhishma over here so let us continue with the story so krishna he says i am these vasus and who is the highest of the vasu he says the highest of the vasu is agni so all these elements that are there like earth agni and all that so among the highest of them is agni so these vasus who are cursed by one of the sages were reborn like that okay and then ganga had to give birth to them and that one of them was brishma so let us think only that much so vasus all these elemental forms are called vasus they are the ones who serve indra dev okay and later on vishnu also so it's like that so this is a very deep stories we have limited time here i cannot tell you all, all the stories a little <laughs> little little stories here and there i just drop in okay so you can go and read the mythological texts that are there but they are not mythology okay i understand it's a coded text it's a coded way of saying things myths are something which is can be concocted also which is start becoming a myth like phantom you know ghost of the jungle whatever you know the ghost would walks something <laughs> it's a myth there's nobody like that all right of adityas i am vishnu do i need to tell you who he is i was just just, just now discussing about vishnu so much i discussed adityas okay these are titulary gods who one of them is vishnu when we talk of all these gods i'm not talking about the capital god okay g i'm talking about the small g the small g are deities all this we are discussing over here are called deities they are representative of a certain functionality they have certain jobs to perform so let us not mix them up with the supreme god okay this is they are one of the functions one of the jobs they have so vishnu has a job isn't it sustainability so he is going to look after sustainability exactly like that of the rudras nilalohita now what is this nilalohita i mean tell you Ni- let us break down the word you will understand what it means krishna you know just like krishna is blue in color he is not actually blue is gray all right gray also not gray 
they say it's grey. Maybe uh, we don't have any scale over there. <laughs> but who is supposed to be blue? Neel Kantha. Very simply we are pointing towards Shivji, isn't it? So Shivji has this portion which is blue in color because he has drunk the poison. Correct? You remember that story. Now again I will not tell you but just you know the story why his, his throat is blue in color. Lohita. What does this Lohita mean? Lohita is two things. One is color red. Red. And the second one is blood. Who is the one who has got blood on, on, her, on her face and everywhere, you know? You know the person. Huh? Ma, Kali Ma is there, isn't it? His wife. So we are talking about Shivji and his wife. Both of them combined together. So that is the reason why their name is Nila Lohita. Nila Lohita is called because Brahma gave birth to Shiva once upon a time in one of the stories. Now don't keep on asking me, you know, how can Brahma give birth to Shiva? There is all these complexities are there. If you listen to all my other satsangs, maybe you will get some answers over there. But let us assume just now that he was born as his son. And he said to, <coughs> and the moment he was born, what did he do? He was Nila Lohita. He had the blue color and the red color with him. And he was crying. Okay, and when he started crying, Brahmaji kept on looking at him. He said, why are you crying? Again, don't ask a stupid question. How could Shiva talk when he was born? He is God. Alright. God can talk even when he is born. So don't, don't say that, you know, he doesn't know the language. He is just born. How does he do this? How does he do that? Again, how is he born also? Don't ask me. He is born. Come on. Just take it for granted that he is God Almighty. He is, he is born. <laughs> All these questions have no meaning if we say he is God. He can do anything. See, answer is so simple, isn't it? And we are simple human beings. I don't, I don't want to use my mind. Do you remember Krishna says I am the mind? If I keep on thinking, you know, I will have to keep on thinking. How was he born by the way? Who is his wife? You know, Brahmaji's wife. But Brahmaji's wife, how can Saraswati be his wife? And you can keep on going on and on and on and on. And there are thousand and one questions that are going to come. Just accept it. Okay. Don't think about it. As a kid, have you not accepted many a times? Okay. There is a sun. There is a moon. There is this. There is that. We have accepted you see, he cannot go to the kitchen or the place where all the food stuff is kept. All the biscuits and all, you know, biscuits, cookies they call in America, I think. All the biscuits and all the chocolates are kept. You are not supposed to go there because there is a ghost sitting over there. Or maybe there is a policeman who is going to catch you. As a kid, you get so used to these kind of things. And yes, when you start growing up, you understand there is no ghost over there. You are the ghost. See, you will go and eat everything up and make that old dabba empty. So it's like that. So let us come back to the story. So, Nila Lohita. This child
child was crying and crying and crying. So Brahma ji asked him, "Why are you crying?" And the child says, "You have to give me a name. How many names he has to give? You know, first name he gave. Oh no, I don't like it. Give me another one. Just think like that. You know, Shiva is born over there. This name, okay, but I don't like it so much. Give me another one. Imagine you doing this kind of a thing when you are born. I will call you Suresh." Can you give me something really sexy, something better? Oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> and this was the funny part where Brahma ji had to contend with Shiva and this Nilaloy, the baby, you know, he took so many names. Finally, he was satisfied with some ninth or the tenth name. He said, "Okay, okay, fine, enough. I think these names are enough. So people can call me by any of these names. It's fine." it is also the ardhanareshwar swarup ardhanareshwar means half man half woman swarup of shivji okay where shiva and parvati are together that is why they are nilalohita so krishna says i am the nilalohita got it because that is again the highest form of shiva it's a combination of two you see one power is not sufficient you want both the powers no You got it. Only the man's power. No, 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 no. I want the woman's power also. Both combined combination. So I am the Nilalohita. He says. Among Maharishis. Oh, sorry. I have to move to the next verse. I have to say always this. Okay, we are <laughs> we are doing chapter eleven of the Uddhav Gita, the last message of Sri Krishna. The verse is number fourteen. He is just talking about Krishna. He is talking about his different different forms, which is the. Now, what are these forms? These are the highest ones. Highest. We have to agree he is highest in everything. If it is Shiva, he is Nilalohita. Just now I explained. So like that. So among Maharishis, that is the great seers. I am Bhrigu. The sage who kicked him in his chest. <laughs> among Raj Rishis, that is the royal seers. I am Manu. Among devrishis, that is divine seers, who is the highest of the divine seers? I am Narada, of course Narada, and among cows, I am Kamadhenu. Now Kamadhenu is the wish-fulfilling cow. Who doesn't want to become wish-fulfilling cow? Anybody will want to become. You just want to be a simple cow? No. Anything that you ask for, I will give you. You know that kind of a cow. so among maharishis the great seers i am bhrigu the greatest of the sages of all times sages are nothing but knowledge they have knowledge completely filled to the brim that is why they are sages they are just not knowledge knowledge is not sufficient it is also called wisdom please understand one thing if you really want to be knowledgeable be knowledgeable but when you use the knowledge to the benefit of mankind it is called wisdom you are a wise man isn't it just having knowledge is of no use knowledge is there even in the books what use are the books i can take a book and bang it on your head what is the use huh <laughs> still nothing will enter you know that 
You see, I have a lot of big fat volumes. And I, every time I think, you know, if I bang this book on somebody's head, at least the knowledge should enter that person's head. It never does. If, even if I make one nice, you know, juice out of all the pages also, nothing will, nothing is going to happen. Why? Because it is difficult to enter. But you know, when the mind is there, all nonsense stuff will enter. So, <laughs> so among the sages, the wise ones, I am Brigo. Among Rajarishis, I am Manu. Why Manu? Manu is the firstborn. You remember that? Manu is the firstborn. He is the one who came and started the race. The one who starts the race, who is he? He is the super boss of it all, isn't it? We always remember him. We remember Adam more than anybody else. Like that. I'm not saying Adam is uh, the one who carried forward a legacy or something like that. But we have to say, okay, fine. He must have designed some rules and regulations. And in our scriptures, Manu is the one who wrote the Manasprithi. The framework of how you got to live in this world. Otherwise, tomorrow you will do whatever you feel like. Hmm. You will take a club and bash somebody and say, Oh, this is, this, this is my girl. And take that girl away. I remember one very beautiful story like that, you know. <laughs> this was a movie about all those Neanderthals and all that. That used to happen earlier. But today, no, we have to live within the framework. The rules are there. But do we live within the rules? No. If the government has said that you are not supposed to do social, you know, meeting everybody, they are saying you keep at least one meter or such distance, people still don't want to do that. When you say don't do it, they will do. Did I, did I not tell you that? Your mind will say, what difference does it make? In between me and this person, no corona will come. Who knows? That is the, that is the reason why it's very difficult. So in this case, what he says, among the Rajrishis, I am Manu. Manu is a person who gave the rules and the regulations. Manu Spriti. It's a very interesting text. Sometimes, maybe when we have time, I can do that. It's a very interesting book, by the way. Among Devrishis, I am Narada. The highest of the Rishis connected to all the gods. Okay. He is the main network. The AT&T or in India you can say Airtel or Vodafone or something like that. He takes everything from one and gives it to the other. All information passing here and there. Okay. He is known for that. He loves to create a lot of mischief between everybody. It is like he is doing it innocently. Okay. I am not saying that he is doing it deliberately. But he does it so innocently. It's very difficult to understand. There was one very beautiful story in the at the time of the birth of Sri Krishna. Now Narada comes to visit Kamsa. After all these children were born, you know, they were supposed to be born. Remember? And Kamsa was told that the eighth child is going to kill you. He was told. So he says, I will wait for the eighth child to be born. 
Now Narada says, oh, this is difficult. You know, if there are eight, seven before Krishna is going to be tough. So, so he comes to Kamsa and he says, what are you saying, the eighth child? From which, which point of view? He says, what do you mean by which point of view? See, now the first child is going to be born and then the second one and then the third one. I will keep my sister and her husband locked up over there in the dungeons. So Narada was, remember, he had just visited Vishnu and he was carrying one flower with him. Flower. That flower was lotus. Okay. So he gives it the, gives the lotus to Kamsa and says, count the number of petals over here. Okay, let us assume that it was having only eight petals. Okay, let us assume like that. So he starts one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And then he turns that flower and says, now you show me which is the eighth one. You understand? You can't start in number one and go around till eight. Because which is number one and which is number eight cannot be said. Now you may ask me, why did he do that? That is because that is the need of the story. You see, there has to be a magic wand in the hand of Harry Potter. Otherwise, the story cannot pro progress ahead. Hmm? Hermione has to say certain magical words. Oh, something. And then the thing will open. Other, if she doesn't remember, then the story will come to an end. So, for the story to progress, Narada has to do this. So, Narada is the one who continues with the stories everywhere. So, he gave that lotus and he said, Now you decide for yourself which is the number one child and which is the number eight child in this. Because you cannot say which is the number one petal in this lotus. Isn't it? Likewise, if you take one, she loves me, she loves me not, she loves me, she loves me not. And then what happens finally? You may be left with one. No, no, no. If I throw this, she will not love me. I'll just eat it up. <laughs> so It's a funny one. Don't worry. But understand this is how it works. So Narada is the Dev Rishi. Why? Because he is the carrier of all the news everywhere in this planet earth. Earth no. He goes everywhere by the way. He's got free visa for all the places in the world. Universe. So he travels everywhere. He goes to all the places. There are so many Brahmajis. And everywhere he goes. It's like that. Alright. And among the Devrishis, I am Narada and among cows, I am Kamadenu. Now, Kamadenu is a very interesting one. Responsible for a lot of wars. Responsible for a lot of ill will amongst everybody. Because who doesn't want Kamadenu? He's a wish-fulfilling wish cow. You see, Indians, we always honor the cows. You know that, isn't it? Every part of the cow is very important. Why? Mother Goddess. She is the supreme one. Again, don't ask why, where, all this is, like I said, you know, we have very short time. Another 2-3 minutes left. So, Kamadenu's story goes like this. When the Parshuram avatar was there, no? Same thing happened. Somebody robbed the cow from his father. And they killed him. Naturally, he had to take the cow back. 
that story happened then in another case kamdenu is like she goes to everybody by the way all right not necessarily one one rishi muni somebody who needs a lot of food lot of stuff in this world they can go and ask god can you please give me kamdenu and if god gives you kamdenu means you will have anything that you want money power fame fortune everything you know all big like those hollywood stars you can have some big castle also yeah nushwanstein god knows all kinds of stuff you can own but that is kamdenu she fulfills every wishes so krishna says now this is a tricky question thing a huh? tricky answer i am giving you i am the kamdenu so if you have krishna in your hands you know he is a kamdenu he is going to give you everything right all milk products also <laughs> so the idea about this is krishna is the highest amongst everything i am taking up one by one so that you get some story out of it actually this is a chapter where i can just run through and finish it off in one stroke and then that's the end of solomon grundy but no i am just taking it so that you will understand who is nila nilalohati means you need to know what is this red and uh, you know blue and red kind of a god you need to have some idea at least nobody is going to go and look it up isn't it oh guruji is giving some satsang i heard about this god somewhere at least your gk your general knowledge will improve go and google it at least you will get some answer somewhere <laughs> so this is the highest the best i should i say bestest okay like <laughs> is the highest the best of all krishna is just giving examples so that you understand that in our world if i have to think of the best thing in the world the highest thing in the world the number one he is it when somebody becomes the highest remember it is because of krishna's grace alone and that is how it happens so we have come to the end of verse 14 next time we will do from verse 15 onwards and you have a great weekend ahead i mean not a weekend i'm sorry a great week ahead or just try to stay as much away from all these corona things all right stay safe take care of yourself and be good bye